Hello, my name is Scott Cameron. This podcast is the teaching, uh, the joys of teaching literature. I'm a high school English teacher. If you want to know more about me, you can go to my website, theteachersworkshop.com. I offer online professional development for high school English teachers. Uh, this podcast, uh, this episode is called Teaching Race Relations. I'll start with a quote. To accept one's past, one's history, is not the same thing as drowning in it. It is learning how to use it. That's James Baldwin uh, from The Fire Next Time. Every once in a while, a voice comes along that captures the exact essence of a moment. Like a great song, we feel like we've heard it before. Like we had that exact thought ourselves at some point. As I copied excerpts from James Baldwin's The Fire Next Time for the National Amer African American Read-In at my school, I remembered one of our summer reading texts. It's actually a, sort of an update called The Fire This Time, A New Generation Speaks About Race. I stumbled across a powerful moment in an essay by Claudia Rankin called The Condition of Black Life is One of Mourning. And here's a quote. We live in a country where Americans assimilate corpses in their daily comings and goings. Dead blacks are part of, a, of normal life here. Dying in ship holes, tossed into the Atlantic, hanging from trees, beaten, shot in churches, gunned down by the police, or warehoused in prisons. Historically, there is no quotidian without the enslaved, chained, or dead black body to gaze upon, or to hear about, or to position a self against. When blacks become overwhelmed by our culture's disorder and protest, ultimately to our own detriment because protest gives the police justification to militarize as they did in Ferguson, the wrong-headed question that is asked is, what kind of savages are we? Rather than, what kind of country do we live in? I often get this kind of question from students when we tackle books like Night or The Narrative of Life of Frederick Douglass, an American Slave. They ask me, how did this happen? It's such a good question, but it's hard to answer. There's no better explanation than the first lines of Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man. And here's a quote. I am an invisible man. No, I'm not a spook like those who haunted Edgar Allan Poe, nor am I one of your Hollywood movie ectoplasms. I'm a man of substance, of flesh and bone, fiber and liquids, and I might even be said to possess a mind. I'm invisible, understand, simply because people refuse to see me. Like the bodiless heads you see sometimes in circus sideshows, side it is as though I, as I have been surrounded by mirrors of hard, distorting glass. When they approach me, they see only my surroundings, themselves, or figments of their imagination. Indeed, everything and anything except me. <laughs> Brought me back to the other day, my wife tried to explain who Martin Luther King Jr. was to our four-year-old daughter because she told us about a preschool celebration of MLK Day. And I thought, you know, maybe she's a little too young for that. But my wife had a great explanation. He told us to love everybody, she said, no matter what someone looks like. It's a simple idea, really. You can't hate someone you don't know. My daughter got it, but explaining the concept of culture and our history of race relations to teenagers is not easy especially when there's so many moving parts. There's healthcare, it's a great article called Race, Medicine, and Healthcare in the United States, a historical survey. There's education. Um, the best book to deal with that, I think, is Savage Inequalities. Redlining is a podcast called A Brief History of Redlining on How Stuff Works. There's employment discrimination. It's a great research 
um, the title is Are Emily and Greg More Employable Than Lakeisha and Jamal? There's interracial marriage. You can see that in Loving in Virginia. There's voting rights. There's article uh, voter identification laws and the suppression of minority votes. There's journalism. It's a great book I read called The Rate, The Race Beat, The Press, The Civil Rights Struggle, and The Awakening of a Nation. And there's the media. The best piece of art I've seen dealing with the media is Bamboozled by Spike Lee. It's a movie. Um, and then finally, last but not least, there's the criminal justice system. And the best thing I've seen that, that, that deals with that is uh, season three of Serial. Um, and there's an article, um, everyone does drugs, but only minorities are punished for it. Um, so explaining all that, right, it's, it's, it's really overwhelming when you think about it. There's no part of our reality, no part of our reality that is untouched by racism. All the screens of our world teach children about race. So it's more important than ever to have good, real conversations with children about where we came from and where we're going who we were then, and who we are now. Thanks for listening.